Uh, sorry, I'm uh, 0. 0.3 seconds ahead, so. Oh, yeah, I forgot Marcus lives in the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's right, baby. What was that? Well, this oh, is a new voice. Yeah. This is new. <laughs> That's a uh, brand new Marcus voice. I kind of liked it. Uh, that, was, that was just yeah. my shitty uh, donkey impersonation. Donkey who? Donkey from donkey. what? Donkey, excuse me. Oh, Donkey. Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant Eddie Murphy. <laughs> you were Shrek. I was like, you think that's what Eddie Murphy sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> no, here's what Eddie Murphy sounds like. I'm going to trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that makes you moist. Marcus. The drought is over. <laughs> yep. The high storm has returned. <laughs> and Marcus is here. Dripping. The sorrows are here. <laughs> I'm coming in wet, boys. Mm. Yes. Mm. He's sopping. Yep. <sighs> so how's it been, Marcus? Marcus, dunk us. Dunk us in your, in your glory. Okay. I know. Uh, splash. <laughs> wow. Great Foley work we got going on in the podcast. That was, that was really good, actually. <laughs> that was with his mouth, people. Imagine that. Hey, yeah. man. I, I gotta keep the moisture somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, how, how you guys been these these few weeks? It's been weird, you know. I yeah. think every once every week there's been like kind of one story to like latch onto and meme about for a while, and then everything else is just really boring. Like we had the space launch stuff yep. with you know your old your old employer Jeffrey Bezos, right. um, and a rich rich bastard, and then other stuff happened. So yeah, I think three weeks ago it. it was Cuba. Cuba. Two weeks ago it was space launch. Last week it was, I guess, the fact that everyone's gonna be homeless in a little while. Oh shit! Oh yeah, yeah. The the eviction moratorium is up soon. Is it up now or soon? It's gone. It ended the thirty first. Okay. Jeez. So yeah. Yeah. The uh. So basically, the CDC had, had was part of the decision making process put it in place, and then they 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 tried to extend it, and the Supreme Court struck it down and said you don't have that power. And said, Congress has to do it. And then Congress said, man, somebody should really do something about that. Wow. Hey, CDC, why don't, you, why don't you extend the moratorium? And CDC said, we literally can't. And Congress said, damn, that sucks. And then Biden said, man, I wish we could do something, y'all. But Congress, My hands are tied. I wish we could do something. All I have is the executive power to do exactly this. Mm-hmm. But I can't do it. I'm sorry. There's just no way. God. Making me regret voting for his ass. Like, Jesus. It's almost like, it's like, why even become president? You know? So he like, if, so, if presidents aren't even going to do cool stuff with their power, why even become it? You right, know? Right, like, I swear, like, these people are just becoming presidents so they get the lifetime check. 
<laughs> and move on. That lifetime check on Twitter. Yeah. They're always verified exactly. forever. <laughs> Unless you get banned like uh, President Trump. Mm. That's true. God, that fucker's getting money too. Oh, I hate it. I hate it all. I mean, but here's the thing, right? It's like Trump proved that you could do anything as president and no one can tell you no until after the fact. So why not just do it? Why not just extend the more? Because he doesn't care, is the thing. Yeah, because he doesn't mm-hmm. care. Exactly. Yeah. The thing about it is, no one in our political system can solve problems. You're not allowed to fix anything, because you don't want us getting the funny idea that maybe you could help us. They don't want you thinking that. So I'm sorry, everyone. Our hands are tied. We can't do it. Yeah. Just pure cowardice. So yeah, the uh, I am interested. I mean, I'm also saddened but i'm interested to see what the numbers are going to be like with uh homelessness and uh uh you know all the stuff with the eviction moratorium being up because oh, yeah. it's the second of the month so things are going to start probably by the end of this month i think things are going to start hitting the fan yeah i think something like seven and a half million people are behind on rent oh my god and not That's to a mention lot of homeless. like I know, I know good and well these people know that homelessness is is also going to contribute to the spreading fucking COVID, which mm. after after the Delta variant, now we've got a Gamma variant, which is fucking insane. Yep. There's Sigma. Lambda. Yeah. There's Sigma now? Oh. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. It probably just happened when I said it. But how yeah. many Greek letters are left? Oh, wait, wait, wait till Omega variant comes. No. Down. That's gonna be the one. The Omega variant. It's just a big ship in the sky <laughs> that beams the disease down to you. Like here's at, at my work today. We were like, "Oh, guys, emergency meeting at 4:30 p.m. about COVID." And I'm like, "Wait, could something good be happening?" No, we had the meeting, and they said, "Guys, Delta variant is spreading, so you have to go get vaccinated." Also, you don't have to wear masks. It's just, if you want people to wear masks, please tell them to wear masks with a sign on your door. Which, by the way, you can't close your doors, so don't even think about that. And then they said, I I was feeling a little froggy today, and so I said, does anybody think that bringing 27,000 students back to the dorms and classrooms could be a little irresponsible? And I was told, straight up to my face, that the financial future of of the institution came first. Wow. The free market wins again, baby. At least they're not lying anymore. I right. Know. I I can't even imagine, especially dorms, like some of the old school ones where you're in the same room with people. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so rough. And being in a freaking auditorium, like 100 person algebra class right now. What the fuck? I was trying to think about that first weekend, the fucking move in stuff. When you've got how many thousands of students and their parents all and these student workers all crammed into tiny little fucking hallways in those dorms breathing on one another in 105 degree heat oh yeah we're screwed this reminded me of something you mentioned moving in and stuff this is totally besides the point this is something i found very interesting you know how normally if you go like get an apartment which you know marcus you're in the process of Normally, it's like, oh, let's say you're looking for an apartment in September, and they're like, oh, we'll give you a 12, 13-month lease. It'll end next September or next October, right? Nah. That's not how it works in Boston. Do you guys know about this? Nah. In Boston, all leases end on the same day every year. Oh, okay, no, I have heard of this. Yes. Huh? So, there's basically a day in Boston that is hell. 
Because that, everyone yeah. is moving at the same time. It really sounds like that scene in Independence Day when they're all trying to get out of New York City. That's what it seems. Yes. That's what it sounds like it would be like. And I'm like, Boston, you're one of the oldest cities. You should have figured this out. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's just the most efficient way to do it. We're just going to make the whole city chaos for one day. And then... It's, it's chaos for the rest of the time, too, but <laughs> we get one day of moving chaos. It's the moving purge. Uh, the property purge. <laughs> property purge. There you go. That's the one next one. Day. They're running out of ideas. <laughs> Some mad guy a thousand years ago, or however long Boston's been around, was yeah. like, we'll do one day, everybody. One day of craziness, and then the rest of the, the whole year will be peaceful. I promise. This will yeah. never have to change. And then he signed some kind of pact in blood where they could never <laughs> repeal it. Now, what we need now is, like, a fucking medical purge. Like, hey, you've got one day. All your medical shit is free. Go. <laughs> the line would be incredibly long. This country long. would burn to the ground. It's there would be nothing burning, left. There would be, like, rogue <laughs> doctors who would, like, do, do, do surgeries <laughs> for you in your house or, like, in an Back alley. alley doctors. We, I got you. <laughs> No, no, Marcus, not back alley, road doctors, street yeah. side, like, curbside doctors. It's legal. They can do it like in a McDonald's parking lot. Like, all right, you got you to gotta, you gotta get your uh, colon removed. I'm not sure what they do with colon. But they're just like, you no more colon, buddy. Disinfect you with some Coke. Yeah, 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 that's good. That'll do it. Yeah, I, I could definitely see the medical purge just destroying everything. Oh, jeez. So yeah, uh, coronavirus never went away. It's getting worse. Cases are coming back up to like January pre-vaccine levels. Because here's the thing. People were like, Smith, what are you worried about? You're vaccinated. You wear a mask. You do all the right things. I'm like, yeah, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about that one person out there who fucking is in the fucking parking lot of an Applebee's and gets coronavirus and it mutates into the fucking strain that gets around the vaccine. And we all fucked again. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. It doesn't solve Man, anything. Restaurant parking lots are taking a beating this episode. <laughs> Already. Name one good thing that happened in a restaurant parking lot. I once saw a guy try to have sex with his own Mustang. <laughs> Damn. That's pretty cool. I would classify that as not good, but interesting. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Not great, not great for our species. If aliens saw that, they'd be like, keep on driving. Just, we have to <laughs> roll the windows up, Marge. It's a bad part of the galaxy. Yep. Oh, boys. But yeah, I agree with the COVID thing. I've noticed, I've actually noticed some interesting trends because like right when the mask mandate, because I live in North Carolina, when the mask mandate ended, people were still mostly wearing masks. And then over the last month, it's been like no more masks at all. But then last weekend, because I get all my data from going to the mall. I go to the mall pretty much every single weekend because that's where my, my movie theater is and I go to the movies all the time. This past weekend, I went to the mall. Lots of masks now. So I mm-hmm. think there's people who are like, okay, maybe maybe let's, let's mask up again. I don't um, know. I, so, I, I feel like the data might be a little bit skewed because <laughs> I've heard that Anti-maskers are wearing masks to protect themselves against vaccinated people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which I mean, yeah, they they're really owning us. Oh man, yeah. man. Damn, they, they really if, got if us it, there. 
If it works, it works, okay? <laughs> right. Whatever it takes. We should tell them that a mask protects you from 5G. That'll that'll do it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or tell them it protects them from Joe Biden or something. Liberal. Like, oh, yeah. Liberalism, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It could be worse. We could be Florida, where their governor just signed a thing, in fucking in executive action, saying that, st- that schools that do social distancing will not get state funds. Wow. Which is it's crazy, like, because North Carolina just did one where it's like, okay, we're going back to school, but everyone's got to be masked in school. Yeah. See, well, Florida hates themselves and the rest of the world. Gosh. Yeah. Man, it's almost like if we had, like, a unified government to regulate shit like this, boy, yeah. that'd be something. almost as if people worked together or cared at all. It'd be nice. Also, you could have ended that sentence. You could have ended that sentence that it could it could be worse. We could be Florida. Yeah. <laughs> With no supporting evidence. It's actually, it's actually Georgia's national, our, our state slogan. you know that? Yeah. So we're not it's Florida. Worse. And then if you scratch through it, it says we're not Alabama. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's rough down there, man. It's like, it's like, even on a good day, even when there is no pandemic, children are a festering pit, a breeding, a spawning pool for the worst plagues imaginable, and you want to put them in a room where a pandemic's happening with nobody being protected. They're yeah. the most precious natural resource, <laughs> <laughs> and they're full of germs. Yep. Uh. But we all know money, friend, money comes first, so yeah, oh yeah, shouldn't shouldn't be surprised. I wanted to say at my at this meeting today that the only thing that this university cares about is flat, rectangular, and green, because mm. it ain't fucking us. <laughs> oh, money, got it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Took him a second. Yeah, but I have a money is all uh, all digital to me. Oh, uh, okay. I, I have a friend who's a teacher, and he was telling me that. Before this, every year he would get the cold and get the flu because there's no way around it. Their fucking kids are full of snot and germs and I don't know, lies. And now, add on top of that coronavirus, and it's just a recipe for disaster across the country. Right. Yeah. A disaster of epic proportions. Yeah, it's like, how, how can we keep, how can it keep getting worse is my question. I mean... They they whipped Spanish flu in the 1920s, and we can't whip this in 2020s. Right. Like the worst part is, I mean, as much as we've shit on them, we did do a lockdown in the U.S. It was not successful. It was not great. It was nowhere near to what other countries did. But we did do some level of lockdown, social distancing, you know, a lot of work from home and stuff. That shit's not coming back. It they. They have, the the powers that be have basically made it like, we don't care what happens next. We are never going back to the COVID world. So I don't, they, they don't seem to care if the cases go up or down. Um, in the place that I live, a lot of um, like big city office jobs are going back to work Labor Day. They are, they are um, very, very unmoving on that, that idea. So... I don't know. I feel like, I mean, luckily I don't have to go into the city much anymore, but man, I feel like the cases are going to really rise. Oh yeah, definitely. They, they, they have to get, bring you back to work. If you can work from home, they're going to bring you back because they don't want you getting any ideas that, you know, life could be better. They don't want you to know that. No. <clears throat> Marcus, this is your second piece of pizza that I was saying enter your mouth 
as we've been recording. How many pieces of pizza do you have off camera? <coughs> if you must know, two. A more or more two total? Or total? I mean, total, total. So, so this is your, so this this is your is last piece of pizza. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I, I got off work and I was hungry. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to edit out your smacking and slurping noises. Okay, great. Okay, well, that, that was just gratuitous. <laughs> that backfired on your old bed. I should have stayed quiet. Sorry. Anyways. So, a story from last week that we, we went over was Activision Blizzard and oh, yeah. all that shit. Well, now Ubisoft has joined in, apparently, and is calling for unionization across the industry. Oh. But Ubisoft is for the unionization? Their, their workers are, yes. Okay, interesting. Because I did just hear last week that um, even though, you know, the the case against them isn't technically about unionization, uh, Activision Blizzard has decided to... Um, um, and yeah, I just saw that even though the case isn't necessarily about the um, unionization stuff, Activision Blizzard has gone ahead and hired the company that helped Amazon with their union busting yep. uh, to contract with them. Because they want to make sure that there are no chances um, of there being a union, but with popular support of other major de- major employees of major developers, maybe they can't stop the tide. Because when you think about it, video games is one of the easiest things to unionize. It needs to be unionized. the The conditions need to get better, and on top of that, they need to stop raping people i mean i feel like easiest thing to do don't rape people and treat them like objects then treat your workers better overall wait but Seth, so you're saying so you're saying that we that we shouldn't sexually harass people yeah 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 you should not do that wow that what a crazy idea you just had <laughs> yeah i know Holy i'm a shit. They call me a revolutionary. <laughs> Wait, so don't do bad things? Yeah, don't do them. My mind is blown. And see, I know that a lot of these older game developers, they're from the 90s, where bad meant good. So maybe that's where they get this line of like, oh, I should do bad stuff because it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, just so you guys know, it ain't cool. Wait, and is that why coronavirus got so bad? Because 90s kids were like, man, that's sick. And they wanted to get exactly. in on it. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. I see. Exactly. So yeah, but yeah, it just the the more we talk about it, the more I'm just we and we went over it last week. It is just crazy. First of all, it's crazy to me that anyone would ever sexually harass any other person. But it's also just crazy to me that for some reason, video games and like the tech industry is so full of it. When it's just like you think that video games would just be a bunch of people sitting around making video games having a good time and not not fucking with each other and doing the incredibly weird shit they do at these game companies i don't know what it is i mean a lot of it can come from the power fantasy of you know just probably being a nerd your whole life and then one day it's like oh well you're now you're the number one nerd and then they're like okay well now i can do anything i think but it reminds me a lot of the tabletop 
game industry, which it is just full of crazy abuse happening to people constantly, like not just worker stuff, but also sexual assault, harassment. And no one notices because there's such a small spotlight on the industry. You would think, though, with video games being so much bigger on the cultural, you know, like milieu of, of the world, there'd be more eyes. But it seems like they're still doing the same shit. And it's just happening. Yeah. And it's just weird. I mean, it's just... It's weird because now, I don't know, I don't know if anybody else gets this, but now whenever I'm playing a video game, especially if it's by a bigger studio, I'm just sitting there, I'm thinking like, I wonder what happened when they made this part of the game. Like, what if somebody was getting diddled against their will while this part of the game was being made? It's like actually getting in my head now. Like, I'm, yeah. it's crazy to me that I have to, that I have to think this way, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it's 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 just ridiculous, and the story. It's like if you hear a story, oh, somebody said she harassed somebody. You're like that shitty. But when they're like, when somebody is driven to suicide, and then people are like passing around pictures of their vagina at a Christmas party, that's like way past the even. I'm not even gonna say acceptable limit. But that's way past the comprehensible limit of sexual right. harassment. <laughs> So, yeah, it's like where where did the mentality that exists in these places is just insane. How did it even get this? How did it get this bad? I guess. Oh uh, yeah, and there was that article about apparently there was a, a job fair and a a girl who was like known like she like I guess she was a hacker in her free time it had like gave her resume to Blizzard and they asked her oh if you're a hacker do you like being penetrated? <laughs> and I'm just wow. like. I'm like, I don't know how the interaction finished. I just hope the girl, I hope the girl just like took her resume and walked away. Right. Like, can, I just cannot imagine being in her shoes. That would yeah. just, that would just suck. And on the other end, how do you get to a point where you think that's a socially acceptable thing to say to anybody? Exactly. And there's probably like a line of people, and you said that to one, and the next person stands up, comes up, comes up to you, and you're just like, okay, hey, how's your resume? Like, the fact that somebody can think that way and to switch that stuff on and off in their brain there's some I mean, it's just something wrong there yeah to me they probably spend a lot of time in their own like personal bubble where it's all yeah, fine you, and good you've got a, you're making a very good point there i'm just saying these are the same guys who made what is it call of duty modern warfare warzone black Ops, overwatch over crash bandicoot yeah. oh my world of warcraft <laughs> world of warcraft yeah jeez Diablo, you know, but yeah, okay. Going back for a second, I could see myself saying that to Marcus as a joke, right? Like that—that could be something we could laugh about. I would not say it to a stranger, or maybe not even most people I know. I would probably reserve that for people I'm super close friends with, who would know I was just making a joke to them. Like, no way would I say, especially not to someone I met at a job fair. Not a, not a great look for for Activision Blizzard in any of this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, video games. One, stop harassment. Two, all these studios need to get together and unionize. It's time to unionize. We should all unionize, not just game developers. All right, everybody. We should all have one big union. Hell yeah. Which is the, go- the goal of the IWW. The International Workers of the World want one big union. We should fucking do it. Yeah, right, yeah. I agree. 
because I was at work the other day and my coworker, who is an, an older woman, said to me that the line at the Burger King took forever to get through because nobody wants to come back to work. Mm. Uh, and she said, oh, "I love it, that defense." Well, hold on, Seth. She got worse. She said that it's good that the unemployment benefits ended and the rent or the eviction moratorium is going away because then it'll make people have to come out to work and the things will things will run faster at Burger King. Whoa. I'm, I'm so sorry that the Burger King line's so long. Oh no! Jesus Christ! Let me just take away your economic safety net so that I can get my char grilled shitty burger faster. <laughs> Probably getting the Impossible Burger. She and she was very old, and she retired this week. So I did not unload on her like I could have. I just said they should pay them more. If they want to come back to work and risk their health, or even just to come back to work in those shitty conditions, they should pay them fifteen dollars an hour. Oh, so minimum. a person who gets the privilege to retire <laughs> is over here like, oh, people should go to work. Yeah, right. Fuck you. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, next was, time you you should go off on her. She'll have plenty of time to think about it. Well, she's gone now. Yeah. So damn it, <laughs> find her. <laughs> but it's like there's so many people though who have that mentality of everything is slow because no one wants to go back to work. And I'm like, no, it's not that no one wants to go back to work. It's they realize now how shitty the working conditions were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you paid me thirty dollars an hour, not sorry, not even thirty. Let's let's say something reasonable, twenty five dollars an hour to work at McDonald's, I'd go do it in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. It's like if if they think that it's because people don't want to work, they can drive to any fast food location where people are getting paid fifteen dollars an hour. They can they can look at the numbers. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's more people being like, oh wow, my labor is worth more money than they've been telling you my entire life. So I'm not going to go back there if they're not going to pay me. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and I'm I'm so I'm I'm cool with it. Go ahead. Yeah, it's not like laziness. People aren't lazy. They just realize now that things could be better, you know? Right. And, and it means that less people eat Burger King, I'm good. That's true. And to to compound the, the shitty scenario these workers are in, like, back at my job at the bakery, where I was making $12 an hour, they had, like, maybe, like, five masks, like, up on the wall somewhere. So when those are gone, you think they refilled that shit? Nope. So... You're making, like, less than acceptable wages. If you get sick, <laughs> you're going to have insane fucking medical costs that you already couldn't afford. So, at, at that point, you're you're doomed. Both sides. So, why risk it? Fuck that. Yeah. yeah my job gave us one cloth mask to wear that I found oh. in, a, in a drawer when I got back. I got five. They also gave us, like, wireless earbuds, like shitty knockoff uh, AirPods, but we don't actually, they didn't give them to us, we were renting them from the school. We had to sign a goddamn, like, like, release form, like, if if we lose them, or if we take them away, we gotta pay for them. They can, can, like, seek damages against us if we take the the, the earbuds away. If anyone in this world uses a pair of AirPods that somebody, like, somebody that a stranger has used, I don't care how much they've been cleaned. I've looked at my AirPods. Those motherfuckers are filled with grime and gunk and ear cake. But guess what? I am, I would be absolutely horrified at the idea of renting a pair of AirPods that someone else may have used. 
Right. Especially if they're the new ones that go in ear oh. and you push them in and you hear the <laughs> sound. <laughs> exactly. Become one with the ear cage. Now imagine you do that and you know that someone else has done the same thing. No, thank you. I know this is not the point of your story at all, but uh-huh. it, it really set me off. No, Seth, just to be clear here, they are, they come free or, in, or sealed in a box. They are brand new. But what, yeah, but what saying, happens when you're done with them? Right, yeah. If I leave or whatever and they, they take them back, yeah, I'll give them to somebody else. They give them to the next guy. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking... They're, they're, they're knockoff Air, AirPods. I'll check the price. They're 40 bucks, people. It's like you could easily just buy a new pair for somebody. Was like, it Raycon? <laughs> it might actually be. But, you gotta uh, love how their solution is to, oh, here's something new we can monetize. Woo! Yeah. God, we're so fucked. Oh, definitely. No, the easiest money at any university is if somebody loses the key to their dorm room. Mm. Oh, that God. motherfucker costs like $300 mm-hmm. to get a new one. And they don't even change the locks. That's like, uh, understandable. If I lost my key and they had, and they were actually changing the locks to every room in the dorm or something, maybe I'd be like, okay, maybe, okay, sure. But no, they don't even change them. They're just like, okay, here's new keys. Thanks for $300 for no reason. Yeah. Cool. Keys cost like 70 cents to make. Yeah, they're super cheap. And it's just, it's all just a scam. It's a grift. Yeah. Our entire economy is just a grift now. It really is. Everything's a everything's a service. It's like, have you? Is there anything you like in this world? Okay, it's a service now. Yep, you're paying for it monthly. You're renting it Mm -hmm. forever. And the people who provide it aren't even like properly cared for. So, yep, that's true. Peak capitalism, baby. Woo! Oh, Marcus, you've just you've unleashed something now because it'll find a way to get to peak more. Don't you worry. It'll get worse. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did want to... I want to read something here. You, you actually sent these, Smith. Um, some tweets for a guy named um, Vivek Ramaswamy. I probably said that wrong. My but favorite I boss in Morrowind. I don't give a shit if I said it wrong. Because Let me just go and tell you what this guy said. He said, Our big mistake with China over the last 30 years is we thought we could use our economic power to get to be more like to get them to be more like us. Instead, they use their economic power to get us to be more like them. And it worked. And I know you're thinking, where is this guy going with this? He sounds crazy. Guess what? You're right. Because in the next tweet, he says, we sent Big Macs and Happy Meals to China, thinking that it would spread democracy. Instead, they loaded up Nike sneakers and Disney movies with Chinese communism and sent them back as Trojan horses. <laughs> and I've got a couple of problems with his logic. Wow. Just a couple. Uh-huh. One, yes, Nike sneakers have been manufactured in China. And I own several pairs of Nike sneakers. And Nike might be one of the least communist <laughs> companies <laughs> in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So I don't see where this communist propaganda that is somehow in the sneakers is coming from. And second of all, Disney movies, they might be heavily marketed in China, but they're not made there. I, I was just really confused <laughs> on this point. Wait, no, like, Mulan was made in China. Mulan, well, okay, Mulan was made in China. Oh, Disney Great. movie. <laughs> How many Disney movies get released? 
Oh, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with your point. I'm just saying like yeah. that, that one, that was the one that was. Yeah, and how communist it was that they charged $30 for it yeah. <laughs> to watch it on Disney Plus, <laughs> which is, by the way, a service. Um, so I don't know what this guy's fucking talking like, he, uh, he definitely thinks he has a point, but he's so off the mark. It's just ridiculous. My big problem is that his examples of what we sent them were Big Macs and Happy Meals, which are both things that came from McDonald's. McDonald's. Exactly. (laughs) You gotta gotta diversify your examples, my man. You can't be doing the same two things. No, no, those those came from the Trump administration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm checking um, Vivek Ramaswamy's Twitter Twitter page right now. It looks like he is the founder of a company called Royvant, author of Woke Inc., Inside Corporate America's Social Justice Scam. Oh, he's one of those types. Well, guess what? I mean, to be fair, though, he's right about that one. It's true. (laughs) Companies being woke is complete bullshit. He lives in Cincinnati, so that should tell you a lot about him. Oh, yeah. What are people from Cincinnati called? Cincinnites? Sinners. Cincinnatians? (laughs) Sinners. I guess it's probably Cincinnatians, but I feel like there's a better name there. Cincinnatoids. There we go. Hold on. He's the board directors of F- Philanthropy Roundtable, which we've already discussed is not a real thing, nope. and FREOPP, the Foundation for Research on Equal Opportunity. So, mm. yeah, this is what this guy is about. Wait, what's the second P for? Uh, opportunity has two Ps in it. Well, yeah, but th- that's not how a. <laughs> Actually, there's no P. What am I talking about? There's yeah, no you're P's right. at all. Yes, sir. So he just made a bunch of letters up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Free op. I guess I respect the grift. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this guy's absolutely out of his mind. I, I really don't know how to dissect this any better. I will say that it has, the original tweet has 1,400 retweets. And 6,400 likes, so sadly he did not get ratioed. Now wait, how many mm-hmm. quote tweets did he get? Oh, that's actually true. And well, okay, so, yeah. don't know how many replies, so we'll see. So yeah, I don't know what the, he didn't, he didn't get super ratioed just yet, but uh, yeah. So I'm scrolling down the Twitter feed right here, and here's one where he's getting, he's, he's uh, scared of trans people. Oh, okay. Here's one where he's talking about the Uyghurs. Again, no one actually gives a shit about the Uyghurs. They just don't. I'm sorry. You cannot convince me that anyone in America gives a shit about some Chinese Muslims. Nobody actually cares. They're just a a, a bargaining chip. Speaking of um, being scared of trans people, I did want to ask an opinion from you, Smith. Oh. I'm not sure if you heard about this, but for some reason, even though the man has been dead for several years now, people are trying to say that Terry Pratchett would be a transphobe if he were alive today. I don't know Have what's you- wrong with England. Why is it an entire country full of of people who hate trans people? I don't. What happened to their sick little twisted rock in, in, yeah. in the sea? No, Terry Pratchett would not have been part of their gender critical movement, as they call it. All right, yeah. he, was, he he put gay characters in his books before anybody fucking did, and there's an entire subplot in the guards' books in Discworld where Cheery the Dwarf 
com- decides that she's going to be a woman, and because there are no women dwarves at all in Discworld, they're all men, and she's like, no, I'm going to be a woman. I'm going to fucking cut my beard off and wear makeup and, and do women things, and it catches on, and other dwarves start doing it, and it's like the man would not be no. Shut the fuck up. Because Neil yeah. Gaiman apparently was like, yeah, I support trans people. And they were all like, they were like oh, fucking yeah. how dare you? People were like, oh, I can see where I can see you must be that part of the partnership with Terry Pratchett, whereas he was obviously anti-trans because he's a smart person. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. How do you like the man, the man has been dead for so long? And if you read any of his books, you would know that's not how he thinks. His daughter Rihanna Pratchett said this was a, a just a travesty to say this about her her, her dad, and yeah. I agree. Fuck off. It is crazy that Terry Pratchett's daughter is Rihanna. And we don't talk about <laughs> it enough. We don't. It's like, she, how did she, that happen? How does she both make those like those number one albums and write a Tomb Raider games? I don't understand. Exactly. Amazing. Wait, his, his daughter wrote the Tomb Raider game? Yeah, that's cool. Like the I new ones, the, the reboots or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> so yeah. I, I just don't know what's going on. People are losing their minds over this transgender thing. And I'm like, do you not have yeah. bigger problems? Do you not have more more material issues in your life, like paying the rent and putting food in your mouth, than who uses what bathroom? Right. Yeah. I just thought about this, too, when talking about Terry Pratchett's daughter. There's a pretty, um, even outside of like the arts, it's a pretty normal trend for a lot of people to try and do the same thing their parents do when they become a kid, you know, doctors, farmers, you know, all those kinds of professions, you know, they usually pass it down a little bit if they want to. And then with the arts, it's, it's pretty common as well. But I always wonder, isn't it so weird to be like the son or daughter of like one of the most famous authors and then you start writing and it's like, there's like a 1% chance you'll even match up to your parent in the way that you do it. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about like Rihanna Patchett is an example. Owen King, Stephen King's son, is an example. Brian Herbert, who's Frank Herbert's son, is an example of how it can go terribly wrong. But like, it must suck to sit there and like, like you have one of the best authors of all time. They'll, they'll proofread your stuff, and they're the entire time they're just like, oh, I could have done this better. Yeah. God damn, my kid's so stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> If I was Stephen, be so weird. If I was Stephen King's son, I would find the furthest job I could from writing. Exactly. I'd be like an oil driller or something. I was gonna say oil driller. <laughs> That's literally what I was gonna say. The brother mind. Say, go find a job in like the Mojave Desert and just do that forever. <laughs> I would not even think about writing anything. Fuck off. No way. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it is kind of weird to see it when that when that happens. Like. I think, wasn't it David Cronenberg's son just made a movie? I didn't think about it if it was good or not. I don't know if, if, if it got good reviews. Actually. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that, because if, if he has the juice, like he's dead, maybe it'd be good. Oh, yeah. Like, did, like, did Salvador Dali's son, Marcus, do anything? Or daughter? Did he have him? I don't fucking know. <laughs> don't know? That's how y'all you know right there. Hey, Marcus, who's your favorite artist? Um, that's a good question. I've never ever thought, I've never asked you that before. Damn, my favorite artist. I'm gonna have to come back to you on that one. Like visual, okay. like painting, visual uh, art, right? Yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. 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 I, wow. That's, so that's good. I gotta, I gotta Brandon Brandon Cronenberg made a movie in 2020. It's called Possessor, which has a very interesting 94 percent on the tomato meter from critics, but 59 percent from the mm. audiences. 
um, which in movie, especially in like mystery thriller, that is normally not the way those numbers play out. Normally it's either the opposite or they're pretty, pretty samey. Yeah. So that is interesting. I kind of is interested to watch it. I, I wonder what uh, people got out of this movie. Yeah, it's so often it's the opposite opposite way where the, the critics say it's bad and the audiences say it's good. Yeah. So something to watch out for. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that like Da Vinci's kid or fucking what's the name that guy who cut his ear off? Van Gogh. Right dude? Van Gogh. <laughs> He didn't have any kids, did he? Because uh, he never fucked. That's right. He never, he never yeah, fucked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he cut his ear off for like a lady, and it didn't work out. Yeah, because you, you can't, you know, you can't wait to get get your fucking panties off for a guy who cut his ear off for you. <laughs> I guess things were simpler just, a thousand years ago. Right, right. I or just whatever. looked up the the audience split on the new movie, um, The Green Knight, uh-huh. um, directed by David Lowry. Which I saw this weekend, and I gotta say I agree with the split. Ninety percent critics, fifty-two percent audience. I thought that movie was not good. Wow! Oh so. man, shots fired on the podcast. Seth, tell us why All you right. did not like why you didn't like the greatest franchise from a thousand years ago. Did you see that fucking shit? No. Someone <laughs> called the Arthurian legend a franchise. It was the first cinematic universe. I'll about? kill you. <laughs> the original cinematic universe man. <laughs> um, no here's the thing here's the thing i like movies i love them i love them to death i like when movies are weird and artsy a lot of the time but i've made a new rule if i watch your movie and there are more than three scenes where i'm just like what why why is that in the movie on first watch i'm done i can't i just can't do it Maybe maybe I'm a dummy, and behind every scene that I thought was overwrought and stupid, there's some crazy hidden meaning that is so smart. But guess what? It did not work in a movie for me. So, sorry, but I'm not sorry, actually. The movie sucks. And um, there, I will say there was some pretty fun, start, pretty fun stuff and some pretty good visuals, but other than that, a movie blows and it's like two hours and five minutes and it felt like six hours. So, you know, thank you. And this movie, I was incredibly excited to see. I was like in my head, like this might be one of the best movies of the year before I even saw it. And then trash. Wow. So yeah, uh, that's how I feel about David Lowry's The Green Knight. Cause I've only heard good things. Well, I know that saw it. I'm sure you have. I've heard a lot of good things too, but not from this guy. Wow. Seth's normally our, our movie guy. Yeah. Yeah. I love movies. What's What's the Green Knight even about? It is about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Oh, all right. Which is an Arthurian legend. And it's the only Arthurian legend that actually doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> the actual um, the actual book, or the short story. The poem. Is great. Or poem, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Is great. It's one of... The, the only ones that I didn't fall asleep during. You know, you you disagree. You don't think it's great? Oh, you're talking about me? Yeah, I'm just saying it's a poem. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're calling um, it a short story. You're saying it doesn't matter what it's called. No, it matters. It's a poem. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It's a movie. Who cares? Um, but yeah, that that is great. But this adaptation just didn't do it for me. Yeah, because um, you can read the poem in five minutes. You can. You can, and it's very very interesting the the leaps they decided to make to stretch this thing out. 
It's like the Hobbit movies. Oh, don't get me started on the Hobbit movies. <laughs> My God, they're yeah. each. It's like nine hours total for a f- about three hundred page book. Boy, if that, it could be a two seventy five. Yeah, let's be yeah, clear. If, if the pages are a little bit bigger, it could be a, yeah two two fifty two seventy <laughs> probably. So yeah, that's that was that was a real stretch. I remember I remember event Peter Jackson said he wanted to do it in two movies, and I thought even that I'll be stretching it. Yeah, um, even that's a lot. But maybe I can I could probably justify two movies way more than especially that third movie, which is just not good. No. Um, Let's be honest, it's trash from start to beginning. Like that movie is just oh, yeah. bad. Yeah, the the third one, yeah, it has no excuses. It is just bad. The first two have good parts that mm-hmm. is too long. But then the third one just didn't need to happen. I don't know. I, I honestly would just rather the movie in too. I remember Hobbit 2, Desolation of Smaug, is one of the maybe two movies I saw in theaters with Marcus. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. I've, I've only ever seen like one or two movies with Marcus, and that was one of them. <laughs> Marcus is a great movie buddy because he'll just get into anything you're watching. Like, we and him watched Skyline together. We were standing on our feet, chanting at the at, towards the end when the when the fighter when the, the bomber came in to shoot a nuke at the alien ship. We were just like, there were three people in the theater and two of us were me and Marcus, and we were ruining the experience for this other man. As we chanted and stomped our feet like hogs. Yeah, I'm sure you ruined Skyline for him by oh, being yeah. interested in it. Listen, listen, it's got Donald Faison, all right. <laughs> It's easy for me to get into a movie. I just need one thing to attach to. Visuals, story, music. Give me one of those things, and I will watch the fuck out of your movie. Wow. God. Easy to please, Marcus. Right. But there that was his nickname in college. There are, still, <laughs> there are still a handful of movies that are just a fucking chore to watch. Like fucking Holes. I I couldn't watch Holes. Holes? Hole, really? Holes got did it for you? Hole. I was completely uninterested. Freaking uh, Aeon Flux? I, I was... Hey, didn't you have sex during that movie, Marcus? I did. <laughs> <laughs> so More good like movie, Aeon really. Flux, am I right? <laughs> Listen... <laughs> Yeah, holes and unflux. I can't really think of like any more off the top of my head that were just a complete. Well, wow, Marcus has only disliked two movies. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> but think about like think about the thing about Marcus is such a such a, a unique individual because look at the contrast in those two films. He doesn't like holes <laughs> and Aeon Flux. Yeah, he didn't name two movies in the same genre or no. same aesthetic or anything. The Holes Aeon Flux Continuum, what we should call it. We should, we should put them on a line. And it's also because both of those movies are from, like, 14 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> the that Marcus has been just seeing bangers for, like, half of his life at this point. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Passion of the Christ, holy shit. <laughs> Marcus was like, beat him some oh. more! Yeah. More blood! Exactly. This Jesus guy seems like an asshole. Kick him again. <laughs> and then oh. somebody whispers to Marcus. He's like, oh, it's that Jesus? <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Mar- Marcus called him Jesus the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the I thought this was the passion of Chris. 
Chris, forgot was Chris Jesus. Chris Brown. Yeah. Chris Angel. Chris Angel. Oh, shit. Not there we the go. Mind freak. Chris, Chris Angel, Jesus freak. Hey, we are firing on every synapse right now. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh. Hope someone's this, recording this. We need, to, we need to find Mr. Angel and say, Mr. Angel, listen, we've got a great proposition to really freshen up your image. Yes. Oh Do magic for Christ. That's right. There we go. <laughs> Illusions for the Holy Spirit. Magicians gotta be a hard one to convince people to like make a career out of. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, I, I, I always forget that magicians have jobs. And at this point, I feel like the only way you get Money is if you work in Las Vegas yeah. as a magician. I don't know many other ma- magicians just going around doing tours. I thought so you were going to say that it'll be hard for magicians to get into heaven, which I agree with, actually. <laughs> mm. Probably a difficult road for them. Because think about it. Thou shalt not lie. Oh. What is magic but lying? Well, it's then, I mean, where are we going? Writers are all liars. <laughs> then fill in fake stories. Uh, That's fiction. Lawyers? Lawyers, they uh-huh. stretch the truth. That's like lying. Um, O.J. Simpson, he had lawyers. <laughs> you tell me, O.J. Simpson isn't getting in heaven? <coughs> the only people going to heaven are sanitation workers. Why That's is that? Because they don't do anything wrong. <laughs> They're perfect saints. They a pick up your worker out there who's murdered five men who's sitting there like <laughs> they haven't figured it out. <laughs> If your ass picks up garbage all day and takes it to the place where the garbage lives, you can kill some people, all right? It's okay. You've earned a couple of them. Yeah. I don't know what I know it's called. I know a guy who used to just pick up trash around like a college campus, and he said that almost every weekend he had to scoop up human shit. Oh, no. And I'm like, God, that is terrible. <laughs> Fuck. Those guys make $40 an hour. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if you're a magician, it's either Las Vegas or your name is David Blaine or Chris Angel. That's the ways you can make money. I've never seen somebody nurse a piece of pizza. I know. But Marcus has been, the one we mentioned earlier, listeners, from 20 minutes ago, he's still on that piece. He's making it look so appetizing by just stretching it out. It's exactly. wild. He, he chews. Each each chew is like two seconds long. Listen, uh-huh. this, and that doesn't sound long, but tell me, do me a favor. Put something in your mouth and chew it for two. Make one chew motion. Make last two seconds. And you'll see how long that is. Listen, I'm recording my uh, pizza eating trilogy here. So <laughs> during um, our podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you only had two pieces. <laughs> Marcus is multitasking. Yes. Wait Marcus, a minute. Yeah, Marcus you only had two a, pieces. He's a Patrick Rothfuss. <laughs> Yes! The third See, piece will never come. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Uh, yeah, Marcus is a. Uh, uh, he luxuriates in food. It's true. I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh huh. It's, it, it, it's, it's something you're going to do every fucking day. You might as well fucking enjoy it. Right? I have this theory that food wants to be eaten. Like, if food were alive, like, let's say if, like, a hot dog was a living thing, its ultimate goal would to be eaten, so we're doing it a favor by eating it. That's how I think about food. Oh, yeah. Whenever I see food, I'm like, I want to eat it because that's what it wants. (laughs) Seth, that's the most fucked up thing you've ever said in your entire life. (laughs) 
Have you even seen Sausage Party? Come on. That, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. You is think that's the most fucked thing I've ever said? That is the most fucked thing I've ever heard anyone say. How? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Monster. I'm just yeah. like imagining that this muffin over here is just like, eat me, please. Put me in your mouth and chew me up and eat me. And then digest me and shit me out. I'm like, that's terrifying. Yeah. But then so, I want to eat it. <laughs> Wait, does does the shit also like is that all right, the shit that you shit out? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is that is that also like a personified thing that wants to be flushed down a toilet or No shit is dead. Okay. This is our this is our socialist podcast, everybody. <laughs> shit shit yeah. is the core. No no shit's like hey, hey, worms, maggots, whatever, come eat me, please get in here. <laughs> yeah. Eat me, catfish, come on. Mm. Oh yeah, maybe the maybe the extension of the theory is that everything wants to be eaten. Oh. Even like, you know, a couch or a, you know, a door. Oh no. And they're suffering because they'll never get what they want. Now I think a door, a door would be like, close me, open me, close me, open me. <laughs> Do it again. Slam me harder, harder. That's what a door wants. A, a couch is like, put your butt on me. Do it. Come on. You need a shelf. Anything. I can do this. Sleep on me. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're, we're truly delving into the horror of the, this universe of things that want you to use them for their intended purposes. That's terrifying. I mean, kind of. Because, like, what if you come across something that wants to be used improperly, I guess? Uh-huh. Oh, a deviant. Right. Uh-huh. Variants. Yeah. Oh, man. Or like if you like use a cucumber as a dildo and it's like no this was not the, this is not a purpose <laughs> not like this you're gonna eat me after right, right? don't put me in there <laughs> or like a house just being like get in me come on <laughs> come on get in here or being all, all the pieces like build me put me together <laughs> I want to be something I'm just trying to think of uh, Marcus you you've hit on something really interesting here the improper use. Of, of things oh, yes. now we're talking about like oh man how many socks have been come in that were just like <laughs> no no not, not that no. i don't go there socks are like literally all i wanted was to be on the most disgusting part of your body and you made it worse <laughs> you're welcome how did you do this oh god honest, have you guys ever like ever like smelt your socks after you take them off before have you ever done that yeah mm-hmm it was it was the worst experience of your life, right? No, but you know, smell not. It's not bad. Pleasant. It's crazy that our feet smell that bad. I think the worst experience Mark has ever had was when I moved into my third dorm and I sweated my shirt through. I took it out and I put it in the dryer. I did not wash it. I put it in the dryer and I took it out and I tossed it directly into his face and said, "Smell that," and he it, did. Uh, uh. It was this dry, baked essence of Smith. So Mark has, what was worse, that or seeing holes? Be honest. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, mm, yeah. The shirt. Definitely Marcus, shirt. Marcus just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> now imagine having to watch holes with that shirt right around your face. No, I'd die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. See, this has been our very smart podcast. We talk about... Yes. Good genius things. Intellectual, political podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very, very high level stuff. Yeah, the politics sucks. They're all, they hate us and they don't, they're not going to do anything to help us. Yeah. Right. Like I said, I think we've gotten to a point where 
as much as I love the podcast, I, the political thing just sucks now. There's, it's not even interesting anymore. It's just kind of like a bunch of boring stuff happening back to back, and no one seems to care anymore. Yeah. That's the only thing Joe Biden has done for politics. He's made it boring again. Yeah. But still just as bad as it was before, but now more boring. Yep. Because Trump made politics fun to talk about because everybody was mad all the time about something. And now there's a large portion of the population that isn't mad and doesn't care. They're just like, yep, Joe Biden's president. I can go sleep. Right. You know, the one thing I wanted out of Trump's presidency was him to be like... You're fired, <laughs> and he didn't do it at yeah. all. Like, and because he went shit. through all those like press directors in the first five months, it would have been fun if he at least got on TV and was like, "Sean Spicer, you're fired." Right? You know, like, like, that would be great. On, you sack of shit. You couldn't yeah. even do the one yeah. thing I liked about you. Yeah, he he should have made his presidency more like a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It just, it just. It, it, it could. It was pretty crazy, but it could have gotten crazier. I think we could have made it into a real circus mm. if we oh, tried yeah. to. Maybe something to talk, tell everyone about for the rest of your life. But instead, it just kind of had its ups and downs, and now we're a pod, we're a pod, I'm not say podcast. A presidency is all down. We're a podcast here in this country together. We all have podcasts now. I'm, what is America if not a podcast? <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're not wrong, there, Seth. It is and the one. host is Joe Biden. Uh, and every week the guest is freedom there we go <laughs> boom okay pots of america you guys can use that for free don't even credit me i'd rather have joe rogan be our uh, our host than joe biden <laughs> yep Just by the way do you guys know how tall joe rogan is he's like short as hell it's like five yeah, five he like a short guy yeah, yeah he's like a short guy it's crazy the energy he puts off his tall guy energy but He's a that's, short man. That's what he's going for. <laughs> the more tall guy energy you put out, the much shorter you are. Yeah, like what? He's five seven according to Google, but those numbers are always a little fluffed up. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can believe that. Like Kareem Abdul Jabbar doesn't have to tell you that he's tall. That man is so tall. He was recently on an episode of that that show on FX, Dave. That man is so fucking tall. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on Dave? Yes. On an episode that's named Kareem. Nice. It is. He is gigantic. It's like, if you ever see an actual, like, seven-foot-tall person in real life, you are like... Because, like, if a seven-foot-tall person is next to a person who's, like, even, like, six-five, which is really tall, the six-five person looks like a baby. Yep. (laughs) It is crazy. You have no idea how tall seven feet is till you see someone like that. I saw uh, Dikembe Mutombo, or no, not Dikembe Mutombo. Um, God, Bowl, 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 his dad, Mutombe Bowl. Him next to Charles Barkley, who's six foot seven. He actually looks like a child next to this guy. <laughs> He's crazy. So yeah, so people are tall, man. I did once see a picture of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar next to The Rock. And boy, that was a that was a trip. Yeah. Wow. Because there's two get... human extremes. It's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is tall but skinny, mm-hmm. and The Rock is like not that. He's still kind of he's like six foot five. He's still kind of tall. But he's just huge. <laughs> but the but the baby effect you're talking about was super in effect. It's like man, The Rock is yeah. like a big jacked baby compared yeah. to Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> like I said, The Rock is like as far as height goes, way up there. Mm-hmm. But you just see you see him next to one of these guys, and you're like, oh, I'm taller than The Rock. Come on. <laughs> 
Was Colonel Dudabar, was, was he in Enter the Dragon with Bruce yes. Lee, I think it was? Yes, he was. That crazy fight scene? That, that fight scene is insane, because <laughs> you get to see how tall he is. Compared to a Bruce Lee, who was not a very tall guy. Right, like, Kareem could kick him, <laughs> and Bruce could be like, well, there's no counterattack. You're yeah, a whole fucking all foot away from me. It's like he has a sword without even having one. He just has that reach already, inherently. If you give Kareem Abdul-Jabbar a sword, Um, he he might win any war, actually. He has more reach than anyone. It's actually funny, because that's how Abraham Lincoln got out of a duel once. This guy wanted to duel him, because dueling was still a thing. And so he said, okay, fine, I'll duel you. But here's the conditions, because I'm the one being challenged, so I get to make the rules. We will duel over a pit, and we will use broadswords. And this is a short man, and Abe Lincoln was like six something, and so he was like, "I I rescind my challenge because I can't beat, <laughs> I can't beat that. The reach is insane. Just kick him into the fucking pit. <laughs> if you gave, if you gave a criminal jewel, Kareem Abdul Jabbar like a Zweihander or a Uchi Gitana, fuck off. Oh God. <laughs> Give him a halberd. Oh hell yeah. Your Yao Ming was. Seven foot six. That's not possible. And okay, Manute Bull, who I mentioned earlier, he's seven foot seven. Holy shit! Marcus, he is a foot and a half taller than you. That, more than a yeah, foot and a half taller than you. That's that's interesting. That's cool. Marcus, he he would make you look like not even a person. You look like a fucking like little panda bear compared to him. <laughs> you. Look, he was once on a why team. A panda bear? He was once on a team with Muggsy Bogues, who was the shortest player in the NBA history, who was five foot five. Wow. Um, I could yeah. think of a good animal for you, Marcus. I just went for the friendliest looking one. That's a panda oh, bear. Thanks. <laughs> I come, I'll come up with a better one for you one day. I can't, I can't think of what it is right now. You, you have some kind of animal energy that I'll, I'll figure out. Thanks, <laughs> I guess. Like if like if 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 Kirby was an animal, that's what you would be. But Kirby's not a real animal, so. Um, okay, I like that. You very you got Kirby energy for sure. <laughs> Kirby energy. I will eat it. That's true, and you do gain its properties. <laughs> Moist and cheesy. Yes. <laughs> oh no! Don't ask where the cheese is. <laughs> <laughs> alright boys is that an episode oh. we're starting to lose the plot here I think that's an ep oh yeah the, oh. the tight plot we had going we finally <laughs> I think we finally veered off course uh. this has been the Millennials podcast I am a smith you can find me on twitter at mcsurf I'm Seth you can find me on twitter instagram youtube twitch and letterboxd at part time pretzel and I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. I also occasionally do art for the podcast. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, especially in our movie review episodes. He has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about wrestling and from the South. If that sounds interesting, go check it out. You can lead a horse water, but you cannot make it under it. Fuck the eviction moratorium being over. Right. Uh, capitalism is the source mm-hmm. of all your fucking problems. We have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans or New York, that's the Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace. <laughs>